Have you ever wondered what it might be like to undergo oral immunotherapy or really what it might be like for your kiddo to undergo oral immunotherapy? If so, this is the episode for you where Pam and I interview one of my patient's moms, an amazing lady. So let's dive in. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hello and welcome to the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Alice Hoyt, here with my co-host, it's Pamela Stash. Hey, Pam, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Nice to be back. Oh my gosh, so good to be back right after our prolonged summer break. A um, little yeah. hurricane threw a little um, wrench in our plans, but hey, we're here and we're so excited to be back. We have an awesome season planned ahead and this is going to be an awesome episode. So can't wait. Yes. I'm so excited about today's guest, Ms. Jessica Bowman. Um, She's one of my favorite people and you will quickly learn why she's one of my favorite people. Um, Jessica, welcome to the show. Hello. It's so nice to be with both of you today. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. I'm happy to be on. So let's dive right in. As I tend to say, tell us sort of about your family's food allergy journey. Well, I have a son, Christopher, who is currently about three and a half. And when he was almost one, he was about 10 months old, he had a severe allergic reaction. Um, It was his second time that we'd given him eggs. He had scrambled eggs for the second time and just acted off. Um, And we ended up having to take him to the emergency room, go through that whole nine yards that you do. And lo and behold, he not only has an, had an egg allergy, but we also discovered that he had a peanut allergy. So through blood testing, um, we found out that he had high levels of the peanut IgE. Mm -hmm. So that is where our journey started. Wow. That cannot be the ideal way to find out that not only is one food a problem for your kiddo, but lo and behold, two things that can be a, a danger to your child. And we were talking a little bit before we started that when I started this podcast, I was a very new mom. Um, and so now I'm I'm learning more and more about um, being a mother and what it's like to foresee things as dangerous to your child. And so how did you feel when you, okay, you, you, you knew one, but then what was it sort of like for you guys when you're like, okay, wait, we have to deal with two things. Uh, I still remember getting the phone call from the pediatrician himself calling me. And I knew that something was up when it was the pediatrician and not the nurse um, calling to tell me that he also was allergic to peanut. I remember standing, I was at the mall standing there and him telling me and just feeling like my feet were ripped out from underneath me. Cause it's like, I knew what a peanut allergy meant. Um, I'm also a teacher and I've had students that have had um, severe peanut allergies in the past, um, ranging the gamut. So I kind of knew what we were in for that. This mm-hmm. was going to be an uphill challenge that we definitely needed to get it on top of. 
So um, both my husband and I had talked about what our next steps needed to be because we weren't okay with there not being a next step. We started calling around in our area and finding out about pediatric um, allergists and were fortunate enough to find appointments with the Cleveland Clinic. And we pursued that, did skin testing, and he still came up pretty high with the egg as well as the peanut. And then it was looking at what our options were. Fortunately, the Cleveland Clinic was, I believe, in the beginnings of planning their OIT peanut trial. So um, we decided to pursue it and look into our options with going at OIT. When we heard all of the, you know, when you know that your kid has an egg allergy and that he also has, has had eczema since he was born and that that puts him into a totally to the higher probability of having this peanut allergy. And then you get the positive skin test, the positive mm-hmm. um, IgE blood work. You just feel like you've got to do something. Yeah. So I read, we, we decided to go the OIT route with um, the oral immunotherapy with the early entrance, making sure that we were doing it in a controlled office setting, having the doctors and the nurses there, that if there were a reaction at any of his up doses, that it would be taken care of. And we wouldn't be trying to figure this out on our own at home, having him have yet again, another reaction. So Jessica, what did you know about OIT before you started? And, and what were you sort of surprised to learn along the way? We knew very, very little about OIT when the um, allergist that did his skin testing told us about OIT, kind of gave us a little bit of a sneak peek about it. Um, We were both looked at each other like, oh my goodness, this might be our answer, Um, hoping that this was going to be something that could really help him out. So we eagerly booked our appointment. with you, Dr. Hoyt, for consulting to begin OIT. And then you provided us with the LEAP study and a whole bunch of other research about OIT. And we ended up deciding to move forward with doing oral immunotherapy with Christopher. So what were you surprised by in in kind of learning about it. And then as you started the things that <laughs> the things that we learned along the way were more had to do with like how to get him to eat his peanut butter, how to know what time is the best time to give his peanut butter so that he has, you know, he doesn't, there's certain rules that you have to follow with OIT about not letting him go to sleep and trying to make sure that he's not running around like a crazy man. So trying to find the quote unquote, perfect time for our family to give his daily dose, then trying to get a child that I'm going to say he was, he's beautiful most of the time with taking his (laughs) daily doses, but we all have that time when a kid looks at you and goes, I'm not doing it. So I'm trying to figure out what tricks I could have in my back pocket that I could put peanut butter on to get him to eat it um, was something that we learned along the way. Um, Learning that more people were going through OIT helped as well. Whenever we were coming to the clinic to do our every other week up doses, it was nice to talk to other families. Now I know in the COVID times that we have now, that necessarily wouldn't have happened. Thankfully, we got through to um, maintenance before COVID happened, but um, we were able to talk to other families, see how they were doing with their journey, anything that they'd had 
uh, setback wise, because at the office you'd updose and then you'd kind of sit in their little waiting room area. Um, that was nice. Just talking to other people that were doing OIT for other things. Like there's a family friend that's doing it for dairy. So different things that you could talk about have kind of that allergy community, um, without having to go online, just people that you discover along the way, um, has always has been nice. Um, was there something that you didn't know that you wish you would have known? Hi there, this is Alexis from the Hoyt Institute of Food Allergy. Did you know that the Institute is the official sponsor of the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast? And did you also know that you are now able to connect with Dr. Hoyt directly? That's right. We are now offering food allergy office hours for parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. The only thing is like trying to keep your, when you sit down and this kid is less than a year and you realize that you're going to start this OIT journey and they're like, oh, well, he's going to need to do a daily dose of peanut butter from now until like when he's five. And at the time you sit there and you think, oh, okay, like that's not a problem. (laughs) And then when you're around three and a half and you realize, yeah, we've still got a long haul with this. Like it, it is a process and Mm -hmm. we're in it for the long haul, but it's like you, you think that that goalpost is a lot closer than it is. And just remembering, like we set daily reminders on the phone and he now knows that when I'm making dinner and an alarm goes off, it's peanut time, peanut butter time. (laughs) Um, trying to remember to do that, uh, is something that has been a little bit, you know, it's something that I wish I would have realized. It took us a while to realize, to set the alarm on the phone. Um, sometimes it's those little things. I was just thinking, you know, even though you're still in the middle of it, do you have that sense of relief yet? Or are you still kind of, hmm, we have to wait for that five-year mark for you to kind of bring out the champagne and toast? Or are you kind of like, yeah, okay, this is, you know, by the time that he's done, he'll be five. And then he's got the rest of his life to just not have to really worry about what having a peanut allergy means in the sense, in the traditional sense of avoidance. Yeah. I think that we've reached that point where like we've had little celebrations in the past few months with Christopher. We knew that he was going to be approaching going to preschool this year. And that was going to be a big thing with having to now trust someone um, that isn't family watching him and having to deal with his allergy. And we knew that like they eat snacks at school and stuff. So we knew that that was coming. So with the shared communication with the allergists, we decided to peanut challenge him in June um, just to kind of get an idea about where he is because his IgE blood levels have greatly come down. Originally, he was like at a around 26. And when we tested him in November of last year, he was down to like two and a half. 
Um, and then they screened him again in June of this, of this current year. And he was around one. So still allergic, but the numbers have gr- greatly decreased for those IG, it's IgE, right? Mm-hmm. Um, levels. So we felt like, okay, let's challenge him and just see kind of what can he tolerate. And that was huge for me as a parent, that whole gold standard of now, you know, um, it was huge for us because we went and gave him so much peanut butter. It was absolutely amazing. The amount of the peanut butter that this kid took down (laughs) in the two hours that we did his food challenge was quite incredible. Um, thankfully he, he had a successful food challenge. Um, but because of the early entrance, he's still considered allergic and we're still on his OIT protocol. Um, but it did that, that weight's been lifted that a little bit of anxiety that not little bit, I mean, all food parents go through that, (laughs) that anxiety that you feel. Look, we live Um, it so much that it seems little, even though it's huge. We're just like, it's a little bit of anxiety, you know, it's just what we live. (laughs) I think our amount of little is totally different than other people's. (laughs) Um, but that anxiety was lifted so that I'm not nearly as we're not as, as crazy about it as I think we would be if we hadn't had the security of knowing that he could tolerate the amount of peanut butter that he did at a food challenge. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing I guess that I have learned is that if you have the opportunity and you're going through something like OIT and you do have one of those like moments where you're going to be having a change, like going to preschool or going to elementary school, trying to go through a food challenge. If you're, if you have the opportunity, it worked out beautifully for us. Um, and it did alleviate, it gave us that celebration, that moment of being able, feeling like you could breathe. Right. That's awesome. And just out of curiosity, because he started when he was one. Yeah. And he's three and a half now. So what has, now that he's verbal and he can kind of tell you things, what has that process been like? Kind of you know, he's grown just eating peanut butter every day, knowing that he has to do it kind of like as a medicine. So tell me a little bit about that. I'm curious about, um, the child's perspective at such a young age. And it's funny you say it is, it's his medicine and we kind of treat it that way that his peanut butter is like his medicine. That's to help make him not get sick. So, um, we, he does communicate with us about it. Like I said, he sometimes has those days where he's not going to take the peanut butter and it takes, you know, putting it on chocolate, putting it on chocolate chips, putting it on M&Ms, putting it on marshmallows, putting it on whatever we can think of for the day. Sometimes they're very odd combinations that he wants. If he'll eat it, I'm good with it. (laughs) So, um, you know, trying to get that he's, he's at the point where he's verbal and he'll tell us if he wants it or if he doesn't, or if he wants it on something odd, um, then we'll go for it. Or if he won't take it now, but he'll take it in after dinner, then, you know, he's, he's much more willing to deal with it. He also sees his brother eat peanut butter all the time. So that was another reason why we did decide to challenge him was that we had more and more times that because he eats peanut butter all the time, daily dose of his medicine, he would want to have a peanut butter sandwich with his brother because mm. his brother has a peanut butter sandwich and every day, that's what how he likes his, to eat for lunch. How old is his brother? Older brother is eight and a half. Okay. So he wanted to do that, but it's very hard to explain like 
Your brother can have that, but you can't, you're allergic, but wait, I'm giving you peanut butter every day. So that's why we do have to have those conversations about, well, you remember that you're allergic to peanut butter. If you eat it, you could have a reaction, but that's why we have to eat it every day. So there is that like conversation that has to happen repeatedly um, because he's three. And now we get a lot of why, why, why questions. Um, So trying to explain that uh, now we have, because he did, do successful with his, with his, uh, peanut challenge. We've been able to change our dosing a little bit so he can have, you know, a half a peanut butter jelly sandwich with his brother every once in a while. But, um, I'm going to get a little in the weeds with it here, Jessica, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So he went from eating half of one 64th of a teaspoon of peanut butter because dilute water and peanut butter and use one 64th of a teaspoon and slowly built up under allergist supervision to half a teaspoon of peanut butter to then eating multiple tablespoons in a challenge to really test that immune system, to really test that, that level of tolerance that the kiddo has to that allergen. Tell us a little bit about how you felt when you saw your little boy who previously had pretty bad eczema, who previously had egg allergy, who previously had pretty high levels of IgE to peanut and positive skin testing to then eating multiple tablespoons of peanut butter at a challenge. Like, how does that feel? It felt scary at first, but then it was amazing when he consumed all of the, I don't even know how many tablespoons it was in his last dose at the challenge. And for him not like you, I sat there like holding my breath. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a reaction? You overanalyze everything. Is he blinking too much? Is he breathing (laughs) funny? Is he, wait, was that, was that anything And you know, you overanalyze everything that your kid's doing in those challenges, um, to have him not have a reaction and to just be sitting there and happy and fine was amazing. That was when that huge, like lift of that, like you could finally breathe like, okay, he's going to be okay. I can, I can let him go to preschool and we'll have all of his allergy stuff in place, but we did the right thing. We're moving in the right direction. We're on the right path. If we stay on this path, hopefully he won't have to deal with this for Mm -hmm. potentially the rest of his life or by him carrying an EpiPen will be enough security for him continuing on. And people are probably wondering, well, if he ate all that peanut butter, how do we know he's not allergic? Well, because he was previously allergic to peanut butter or to peanuts, I should say peanut protein, and we have induced tolerance by through oral immunotherapy by getting little bits in the diet and slowly increasing that amount, we know that by keeping or having this amount of peanut butter in his diet, half a teaspoon every day, we know that that has built up his tolerance enough, kind of like going to the gym. You go to the gym every day, you work out every day, then you know you can go and pick up that heavy box. But what if you stop going to the gym? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to be able to pick up that heavy box? What if you stop your daily dose of peanut butter? Are you still going to be tolerant to peanuts? And that's where the research is right now of how long do we need to have kiddos continue their whatever their maintenance dose is based on whatever their allergist has told them 
Um, I do the half a teaspoon because that is evidence has shown us that's a very good dose to, to build good tolerance. Right now we're going out sort of mimicking the leap study because we know that in those kids who were likely allergic to peanuts, to peanut protein, that if they had peanut in, in the diet until they were five years old, they did a lot better, had significantly less allergy, peanut allergy than people who, than those kiddos who um, avoided peanut. So we're trying to keep it in the diet, trying to lean into all the evidence that we have um, as, as best that we, we can, but it's so encouraging to hear how good you and your husband feel now about sending him to preschool, that there's one less thing to worry about. And that's a, that's a big less thing to worry about. It's huge. It, you don't even realize how huge it is until you reach that. Like when we started this journey, when he was just one, I didn't think about the rest of his life just like I did, but you don't think about those little transition times. Like you guys have talked on the podcast before about, you know, as a kid changes and is going to school or when they're starting to learn how to self-carry, like those are huge events that happen in a kid's life as they go through. And I hadn't really thought about preschool being one of those times, but it is, um, it was for us, um, having that transition, that release of control, because up till now he's been either at home with us or he's been with grandparents. Um, so it was huge. And now to know that, you know, he eats half a teaspoon of peanut butter every day. If he accidentally has somebody's peanut butter, fill in the blank, whatever, He's probably going to be fine. He's probably going to really yeah. like it. And he's probably going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. His allergy meeting, getting ready for preschool was more of an education for the staff yeah. as to what OIT was. Um, and coming from being an educator myself, it, it is, it's a different way of looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. I have a different respect and understanding now for my allergy parents than I had previously since everything's you know, since we've had our diagnosis and we've started going through OIT, I've had other parents that have also started the process um, with their allergists. So it's been nice to um, hear that, but it's definitely, we are, a, there are far and few, there are enough of us to make a community, but we need to be there for each other too. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. Jessica, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and sharing y'all's experience. Was there anything that, oh yeah, Pam, what's up? I just want to say real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think you're the first person that I've really sat down and spoken to about this and, and the journey. And I hope people really appreciate what you have to say, because one, you got such scary news and you just hit the ground running. And I think that's so important for parents to know that whatever your choice, as long as you hit the ground running and you equipped yourself with as much information and options, and then you take those options and you work through them with a professional, in this case, an allergist, and just, you know, in just a short time, how positive you guys are about all of this. Um, I think OIT, from the outsider's perspective is a very scary thought. And the fact that you were so honest about the fact that he's three and a half and you still have to go to five. And at the beginning you thought, Oh, easy peasy, no big deal. Five will be, you know, there in a, shortly. And, and you're very honest with the fact that you're like, Oh, we still have a long way to go. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate 
that because I think that people who are on the fence about OIT will hear that and say, you know what? She said it was a little bit scary. She said it's a long process, but wow, she can breathe. And wow, her kid's going to preschool and she's okay with that. And she's taken all of this and really has worked through this to make sure that for their family, they have the best choice. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope that it does help other people with helping make their own decisions for their family, what's going to be right with them. And um, see those allergists have that shared decision-making. It's been huge for our family and has made such a difference. That's the episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, I'm an allergist, but I'm not your allergist. So talk with your allergist about what you learned on this episode and visit us at foodallergyandyourkiddo.com where you can submit your family's questions. God bless you and God bless your family. (laughs) 